coming to you from the wild, wild western side of San Antonio. It's your favorite podcast about a winning football team. That's right. Smoking Guns Podcast. I'm Philip Higginbotham. I'm joined by Leo Yamas. What's up, Gunslingers Posse? R.C. Woods. Hello, beautiful fans out there. We're all by ourselves today. We thought we'd give you a break from cool people. And you would just do it. (laughs) What is that supposed to mean? Uh, Just the three of us today, and that's okay. You like talking to us. We are on Facebook Live right now, but if you missed it, that's okay. Because as we mentioned before, uh, we came on. Facebook Live is kind of a bonus thing that we just sort of throw together. If you're just listening to the podcast, you're getting everything you paid for. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) that's right. You're getting the full value there. Uh, we are a podcast that deals with football. We're a podcast that deals with football in San Antonio. We're a podcast that deals with football in San Antonio specifically, um, around the San Antonio gunslingers of the national arena league, the two and five Woo! San Antonio gunslingers of the national two arena league. and five, but it could be four and five emphasis on that two, two wins in a row. That's right. And if I may quote the great, uh, fictional, Ali? no. The great fictional uh, manager of the Cleveland Indians in the blockbuster movie, uh, Major League. Yes, Mm -hmm. great movie. He said, okay, we won a game yesterday. If we win one today, that's two in a row. If we win one again tomorrow, that's called a winning streak. It has happened before. So we were one game away from winning streak. That's right. According to Lou Brown. We're one game away from blowing some people's minds in the NAL. Oh, man. Oh, God. Yeah. If the San Antonio Epic. Gunslingers can manage to pull off There's the no if. upset no if. No if. over the Carolina Cobras on Saturday, that will be huge. I got something. What? Okay. So, yeah, when, because it is now a home game, Yeah. we are home on the range. We've been talking about coming up with a name for our home place all okay. season long. And I came up with this and I, I said, you know what? The range. I really like that for our home because we're home on yeah. the range. Home. We are home. It's the, the range. range. It's, it's a cowboy and thing. It's a cowboy thing. And it also has to do with kind of with the gunslinger, uh, you know, theme. I love it. The gun range. I'm, a, I'm down with it. Home on so the I kind of like, I kind of like the range as... The nickname for our home field. Ronaldo's still pushing for the corral. I like the corral. I like, I like the saloon. I like some friendly. of the things we come up with, but they really sound like areas, like sections. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Of of things like the corral should be like a fan section should I be like called that. the corral. Right. Yeah. Uh, the saloon have, we, should we certainly should be own. concessions. We, like concessions should be the saloon. Um, it, those just all feel like they're part of the greater whole. So the range, it's interesting. It's larger. Let us know what you think of that. I think we should have a section just for like smoking guns podcast. You think we should have a smoking guns podcast section? Yeah, you I think do. the three of us should just have like our own? <laughs> no, like we invite rope people. it off. Like, rope, rope it off. off. There you, you go. You heard it center. here, Jordan. Rope us off. Right rope in the <laughs> center of the field, like nobody else sitting there, just the three of us. Uh, sitting in our spots and sitting on some barrels of hay plus one pass hard pass i'm not sitting on bales of hay for uh I'll for a little bit the, the average in decor the average yeah. nal san antonio gunslingers game is like five and a half hours I know. i'm not sitting 
Lazy that's boys. Be, on a bale of hay for that. Reps. Some lazy boys. Plus, the last Roped time off. I think I sat on a bale of hay was at a wedding. And they were doing like this a rustic wedding. thing. They they were doing this rustic thing in the uh, uh, reception afterward. Uh-huh. And so we all sat on bales of hay, mm-hmm. and the hay was infested with chiggers. Oh, oh my no. God. So everybody at the wedding started scratching. They got chiggers. Oh. Uh, my wife was pregnant at the time, and she went home, and she was uh, Not all across her belly. Ooh, um, she wow. was eating up with chiggers. Okay, maybe we not digress. Maybe that idea. <laughs> <laughs> not fun. I'm not sitting on no bale of hay for all right. five hours. Uh, hey, the San Antonio Gunslingers, they won a game on Friday night. Woohoo! They 55, did. 53 over the Orlando Predators in um, heart attack fashion. Yes. Edge of seat. But it was just like the slowest heart attack you'd ever have in your life. That's crazy. As has be, been the a custom lately with these games. <laughs> um, man, no arena football game should take four hours. It's crazy. No. Like, it just shouldn't be that. Or three, uh, what was this one? This one was 353 or something. I've been looking at it all day because I've been going over the uh, video on YouTube. You know, right now, the video on YouTube, I don't know how many watches it has. You know, 1,700 watches. I'm like... I'm a hundred of those oh because I've been digging through <laughs> the video all day of the game. Um, a well-played game, a game on the road. Uh, they got behind. In fact, at one point, Leo, I think you looked at me and said. I, I said if if they, cause, because, you know, they, they started out hot and took mm-hmm. the lead and they, they were in control of the game they early. Were? And then all of a sudden they I lost control. And I, I, I turned and looked at you. I admit it. I said, if if they let the Predators score on this possession, it's over. This team doesn't have it in them to overcome a three-score deficit. And I was wrong. And I'm yeah. happy I was wrong. But right. that, that was like the biggest thing I took away from this game. That, that is what made me really proud of this team. Because that type of situation right there... Just a couple of weeks ago, this team did not have the fight in them to come back from something like that. And they do now. That, I mean, there's more evidence that this is not the same gunslingers team that we were seeing earlier in the season. I believe that the, this team has really uh, evolved, come together and evolved in, in a lot of ways, and that's one of them. Um, they, they have the fight back in them that they didn't have for a while, I don't think. I don't disagree. Um they are playing like a more cohesive unit and very much so and there's lots of reasons that could be um you know robert kent jr is connected uh, fully connected now i know Mm -hmm. that he had some things that he was doing earlier in the season that was drawing him away from practice and some of those kind of things he has really developed and it's hard to say developed because the man is 42 years old 41 years old Um, but he is really um He's really connected with his team in a special way, certainly over the past couple of weeks. Um, he was legitimately one of the heroes of the game on Friday night, mm-hmm. ran in the, the walk-off touchdown, um, just played a, a, a solid game all mm-hmm. the way through. Um, the other hero being Kali Rashad. Of course, um, always. Who just continues to baffle me that if he had another – amazing. Uh, what is he? I think he's five eight or five nine. If he had another four inches on him, um, he'd be playing in the in the XFL or the NFL. Like he would be that kind of guy that you talk about. But because he happens to be, 
um, on the short side, he yeah. he would struggle to get into either of those leagues. And that I just, think he's still got a shot crazy. at the XFL. But yeah. true. Uh, Plus, he's played just overseas. a playmaker. He's played overseas. Yeah, too. absolutely. Um, just a playmaker um, on both sides of the ball too. He's turning mm-hmm. into a pretty good coverage guy as well, um, and yeah. certainly on a return. I mean, he's really becoming. Uh, the star of this, and, and that's funny because last year he played, but there were other guys that we would have pointed to and been like, "These guys are the stars of the team." The Nico mm-hmm. Thomases and the mm-hmm. um, and uh, Bustamante, yeah, Chris Bustamante and um, Joey Fisher, and mm-hmm. these are the guys that we kind of pointed to. Kali Rashad was great, and he made plays. Yeah, o- but you pointed over to those and over other again. Guys. Yeah, but you seem to kind of point to those other guys first, and now um, we're in a new season, and he's just. Him. Uh, just incredible. I, I yelled it out at least four times at the watch party, and I meant it when I yelled it. I said, somebody sell me that man's jersey. Yeah, we need I number five jerseys out there. All over a Khalil I mean, Rashad jersey. are some people that have number five Rashad jerseys. Um, his family ordered them way yeah. back when we did the uh, – Oh, yeah. When we did the jersey orders, I think, last year. Um, I think they wound up with a couple of the blue ones, which, man, Jordan, if you're still listening, it'd be really cool to see them in those blue jerseys again. That That's in the works from what I've uh, had a conversation with Jordan. Not till next season, but. Man, that'd be cool. There's some different color schemes coming. And also some V-necks. Women cut. Oh, well, you're sure. talking about, sure. you're, we're talking about the actual team, like what they're going to oh. be yeah, I'm talking. No, oh, I'm, I'm talking, talking about, about t-shirts. Them. No. Okay. But V-neck T-shirts for the females, yeah. My That'd wife would like that, too. And camo gear. I, I, I messaged Jordan earlier this week or, or, or midway through last week, and I was like, hey, I don't know that I've mentioned this to you before, but we need some camo gear with Gunslinger stuff on it. And he's like, yeah, yeah. Mm. We need to work on that. He's working on so much. So much. He's got a so lot. Much. Um, some really cool stuff, too. He's, he's mentioned this. He may have even mentioned this on the show uh, last week, but... He's talking about rolling out limited edition stickers. Mm-hmm. Well, I think this week we saw those. I don't, I don't know. At the There's watch one parties. right there in front of the helmet. Uh, yeah, I don't the stranger, know if. Uh, things one, yeah. I think it is. I don't know if these are limited edition. I think they are. But uh, uh, one that's Stranger Things, one that has a very um, 80s. Um, what would you call it? Disco? Like, not really disco. Disco wasn't the 80s, but it's got that laser kind of look to it. psychedelic Miami Vice uh, type look. Miami Vice is great, yeah. or Max Hedrum sort of yeah. look to it mm-hmm. uh, that says San Antonio Gunslingers. And then they actually took, he he did the silhouette of the old cowboy from the old yes. San Antonio throwback. Gunslingers from the 80s and put one together. Um, all of them very kind of throwback 80s, which is funny because I don't, think he was alive in the 80s. I don't think but, so either. Um, <laughs> uh, certainly no. Stranger Things kind of harkens back to the 80s. Very cool. Um, I want a package of those in the raffle. By the way, if you didn't come out to the watch party, you missed, like, they oh were giving gosh. stuff away. It was the best watch party ever. Ever, ever. It was yeah, really, really was incredible. Really raffle after raffle, prizes after prizes. It was amazing. Um, Jordan says the blue fan jerseys are here, by the way. So it looks nice. like there are blue fan jerseys available. Nice. Go get those at the game on Saturday. Any Kali Rashad ones? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Coach is watching. Take oh, yeah. Money. Good job. Coach Fred Shaw? Yeah. yeah I saw him jump mm-hmm. on. Very cool. Go. Good to see you, Coach. Um, 
So the first half of the game was disappointing? Question mark. I. Well, it started it off really like good. They started off really yeah. well, and then it felt like they lost the thread. Just a bit, yeah. Lost a little bit of energy. And then uh, like well, the broadcast lost the broadcast. Oh my gosh, that was yeah. aggravating. We had the melting colors on the screen. I thought that was I, psychedelic. I thought they had put something in my uh, drink. Sure, that's what I was. That's not what I was going to say. But <laughs> keep finishing my sentences for me. That's perfect. <laughs> Uh, no, I thought somebody, yeah. I mean, the colors were melting on the screen and the whole thing. So yeah, that was pretty bad, but, but you know, what was worse than audio that? is by the way, the audio is fine. Like the you can go back good. and listen to the audio and hear it, we could, but you just can't see anything. We didn't have the audio yeah, on we, and we the, couldn't hear it at the, the watch party, but what was worse than that was the breakdown in coverage, the mental mistakes that were happening on defense, which caused that, that momentary lapse where the, the, Gunslingers kind of lost, like you said, lost that that control of the game. There were there were a couple of plays that were guys were inexplicably wide open in, yeah. the, in wide the end zone. Open. There was one that I remember where, uh, as you're looking down the field from the quarterback, there are three of our defenders stacked, and it's got to be a blown coverage. Three of them stacked on the right side of the mm-hmm. field. Mm-hmm. And then there is a Predators receiver standing all alone in all the end zone on the left side of and the field. And just standing there. And Cato's going to find that guy. Like, Cato's yeah. yeah. going to find that guy and get him the ball. And sure did. And and Leo and I both look at each other and go, what happened? What's going on what? here? This isn't the defense we've been seeing the last, you know, game and a quarter. I mean, it was it was it was rough, but and to your point earlier, yeah, um, they go in at halftime. They're down. I don't even know what the halftime score was. Again, that's when we were dealing with melting colors and yeah, all of the things. Uh, they came out in the second half and they stabilized. What I thought was interesting is they didn't come out and take over the game. They came out and stabilized and like came up to the same level the Predators were playing, and then. Um, with about three minutes left, four minutes left in the uh, third quarter. I'm sorry. No, that's not right. Seven minutes left. In the, about halfway through the four, uh, third quarter, they started uh, getting some turnovers on defense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They got four turnovers in five possessions. Wow. There was one Orlando touchdown in the midst of that. Okay, okay. Um, four turnovers in five possessions. At 7.46 in the third, there's a fumble on the goal line. Do you mm-hmm. remember this? Yes. Uh, on the goal line, I don't even know who punched it out because it's just a mass of bodies at that point. Um, but it's recovered by number 15. Number 15 is uh, Robinson. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, he recovers it. Gunslingers have the ball. And that's an interesting turnover because it is not uh, – they end up, I think, taking it down the field and scoring with it. And it is not just a seven-point swing at that point because they were on the goal line. You've got to think they're going to punch that in or oh, yeah. at least get three out of it, that, get a field goal out of it. They're probably going to get a touchdown, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so it's not a seven-point swing. It's either a 10 or a 14-point swing at that point. Uh, Orlando, right at the end of the third quarter, scores a touchdown. Um, contested catch. Collier shot is kind of draped over the guy's back, not interfering um, certainly not in the NAL's 
definition of interfering because they let these guys <laughs> away with some stuff. Oh, they do. Or the um, rule book that we don't know. But are you going to get to that? I know. Um, they scored the touchdown right at the end of the third. With 10-14 left in the game, Tony Sparrow mm-hmm. has an interception. He had a good game at the he did. Yeah, good good second half. The very next uh, Predator uh, possession, there's a fumble forced by, and I didn't get the I got the number. I didn't get the name. Twenty three. I it, don't know if that's Macintosh. I was gonna say I think it, that's Macintosh. Mac- I juice. think that's Emac. Or it could be Juice. Uh, it's recovered by Kali Rashad. That's four minutes and 53 seconds left in the game. Mm-hmm. Kali's everywhere. All over the place. And then uh, with two minutes and 12 seconds left in the game, still behind, uh, there is a strip sack on uh, Rekin Cato by our number two. And again, I didn't get a name. Um, one of our defensive ends comes around the end, mm. strips the ball. And uh, about three of our guys, I think, felt like pounced on it. Um, four turnovers in five possessions. Ball hawks. That is huge. That's the way you have to play the game. If you're going to go down, if you're, if you're going to uh, lose possessions on the scoreboard that you don't finish out, the only way you can catch back up is by turning the ball over in the Right. State. Like you're not going to – there's no punting here. It's not like we can hold them for three plays and make them punt. Um, Kevin Lewis says Alexander's number two. There you go. Oh, okay. There you go. 23 is not Sparrow. Oh. Uh, Kevin Lewis says 23 is Sparrow. That's uh, Sparrow was wearing number 10 this week. Is, was he? They, they changed up oh, some no, numbers. Oh, no, Philip Barnett was wearing 10. No, the no, 23, I think he's right, is Sparrow. Might be Sparrow. Yeah. Never I mind, think, I could be wrong. I think Barnett is, is Philip is uh, 10. Because he was 8 last week. Gotcha. Yeah, um, I don't know why they're changing the dr- We really need a roster, that's what we need. Yes, rosters would be excellent. All Great. all kinds of things. Um, and then, uh, so that's your four turnovers in five possessions. Um, and then we get into um, the final minute of the game. And I want to wait on that. Like, okay. I want to spend a whole segment here in a minute on the final minute of the game because there is so much to talk about. Controversy. Um, there's some controversy. There is some uh, – there's a statement that's been put out by the league. Some tap dancing. Um, to explain, which is odd because this is not – and I'm not just talking about San Antonio Gunslingers football – Across the NAL, this is not the first controversial ending we've had of the season. <laughs> no. This is the first time the NAL has felt like they need to address it. Yes. Um, and I think that's interesting because the one question that they did not address that I would have had, uh, they don't address. They don't say anything about it. But we're going to talk about all of that in a minute. Um, Suffice it to say, the game was great. It was. Uh, the broadcast is what it is. Um, I, I give a lot of grace on broadcast because we did it last year. Leo and I and Jonas Clark did yeah. it last year, and we know how difficult bravo, that can bravo. be. That's a tough to make work task. Yes, uh, we were sitting there in uh, Brick House, Tap and Tavern, for the watch party, and Bobby Stotzenberger, who runs Texas Sports Productions, he's also the voice of the Gunslingers now. He's the one that's been doing the play-by-play yep. last week. I, I think he's doing them going forward. Um, happened to be there. He stopped in and, and spent the whole the game, whole game. Uh-huh. Um, enjoying the game with us. 
And he's pointing out, you know, they could do this different and they should do that different and this should be better and that should be better and all that's true. Well, he's seen a lot of football. So. Uh, he has. He's seen a lot of football and he's broadcast a lot of football, so he knows what he's talking about. Um, again, I give those guys a lot of grace mm-hmm. because sometimes you're not – and, in fact, Bobby would tell you um, our, our feed for the previous home game, that first win against Albany, drops. Yep. If you watch the YouTube video, it's not all there. Mm-hmm. If you were watching it on MeTV, which, by the way, the Gunslingers are on MeTV, just so you know, uh, the home games are. If you're watching it on MeTV, it did not drop. That's because they lost internet in the Freeman. There's nothing Bobby Sotzenberger or whoever's can't running the Orlando Predators no. um, can do about any of that. It just is. Um, and so I give those guys a lot of grace. It did stink to be sitting at a watch party uh, with melting colors on the screen and not know what was going on. And I mean, there was, there was scoring that happened then that we ultimately did not see and did not get. Mm-hmm. There was um, mostly Orlando scoring, so that's okay. But it's free football. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I can't be upset about, oh, they won't let me watch this game for free on a free uh, platform like YouTube. Like, if I were paying money for it, I'd probably be upset. Even then, things happen. And I get that. Technology, yeah. Uh, I always say technology is great until it ain't. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, It is what it is. But the watch party was excellent. The game was a lot of fun. Food was good. Watch party was rowdy. It It was. was. It really was. People were in and engaged, which getting down to the last minute of football and the fact that the last minute of football took – what did I write down? Because I wrote it down. Okay. It took – over 20 minutes or over 30 <laughs> minutes? 20 minutes. Took over 20 minutes of real time to get through one minute of football. That's at the end of the game. Um, and so the fact that we were able to stay engaged and have a good time and finish out the game um, is a testament to everybody that was at the watch party because mm-hmm. we, were, we were having a great time. We really were. Yeah. I was passing out coasters. You were? There was a lot of stuff getting, yeah, raffles. Jordan had some really great raffles with lots of prizes. Yeah. Stickers won a jersey. That was awesome. Oh, she did. Yeah, yeah, she did. She did. Dolores won a jersey. The guy that pulled her name out of the hat is a really, really good guy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was Philip who pulled no, the name I out. Did. I did. I reached in and pulled out the name and I go, hey, I know that person. And she wanted but that jersey. to be fair, I think I knew most of the people there. So yeah, true. true. Chances that. I was going to pull out somebody I didn't know. Is you know. But there were some new faces. There were. Mm-hmm. There were some new faces. There were some old faces that we've never seen at a watch party before. Yeah. Greg and Kim Nelson made it mm-hmm. out. And her um, son and uh, wife or girlfriend. So it was really neat to see them um, out of the watch party. I think they had a great time. Mm-hmm. Jackie Knox says she got a coaster. Ooh. She sure did. Mm-hmm. Jackie and Jeremy were there again. Never been to a watch party before. They've come to games, right? Mm-hmm. But I don't think they've ever been out to a watch party with us. So it was really cool to see um, lots of Gunslinger fans. I mean, lots. What was there? 30, 40? I'd say thirty-five, forty. Um, yeah, somewhere close to thirty. Yeah. But any more than that, and we would have packed that that little area that we were I in. I mean, we scared off the been. other clients as it was. We not worried about that. was that. enough of us. Yeah, so. Not worried about that. We did have some people <laughs> that would come over occasionally. Yeah, what's mm-hmm. going on here? And say, what are y'all watching? And so yeah. we'd have to tell them the whole deal. Um, so we're getting the, getting the word out. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I liked Brick House. It was a good place. It was. The mozzarella sticks. And they don't call Huge. them mozzarella the sticks. Bricks. They call bricks. them mozzarella bricks. And you do Huge. not pick these things up with your hand and eat them. You got to no. eat them with a fork and knife. Yeah, they're like pretty. They're that kind of mozzarella stick. It was very cool. The food uh, was good. I had a great time. I ate an appetizer and I was full. What'd you have? Mozzarella, mozzarella sticks. Bricks. Oh. Mozzarella bricks. I had the bricks and then I also had the chili. Chili was good. Was it? Yep. And then I had two margaritas, but they weren't frozen. I gotcha. like my frozen. Gotcha. Uh, Leo had like 14 Moscow mules over there, didn't you? <laughs> I had quite a few <laughs> Moscow mules. They were pretty good. And I was feeling pretty good. So. Uh, it was a good time. It was a really, really good time. Um, again, though, I've, I've got to I've got to tell anybody, if you're listening to this because you're hosting a gunslinger watch party, you need to book at least two waitresses for that section. Yes. Yeah, that, that poor, poor girl, girl run, run ragged. Understand. Man, I hope she had a great night. I hope she went home with her pockets full of money because uh, she was all over the place and did a great job. Um, was my Coke always fresh and, and right where I wanted it? Heck no. Um, but that's not her fault. She was friendly. Because she was doing everything she could to make sure everybody was taken and care of. And I was surprised that they didn't include like an 18% automatic gratuity. Because usually that was a big party. Oh, but we were all on separate tickets. So. I know, but still. But still, sometimes they do they, that. They do yeah. do that. And I would have been okay with that. Yeah, she I, I would have been okay with it. But She did a great you know. job. She did. She did a great job. But if you're listening to this and you're like, hey, we're hosted that Gunslinger's watch party. Two. At least two. Uh, tell you what, let's take a break here. When we come back here in a second, we're going to talk about um, the last minute of the game. And we're going to read a statement from the league about the last minute of the game. We're going to do like real actual news stuff. Wow. Here in just a minute. Stick with us. Gun, uh, Smoking Guns Podcast. We'll be right back. Smoking Guns Podcast. Bulletin about them. Artsy Woods. Leo Yamas. Checking in with you on Facebook Live. But you may be listening on your podcast app. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. That's absolutely fine. That's awesome. We've been talking about the game. We talked about the game leading all the way up to the uh, final minute of the game. And I really want to get down into, I I really want to start picking apart this final minute of the game because it is worth talking about. Like there's lots that happen in this final minute of play. The first thing I'll say is that the final minute of play took over 20 minutes of real time. Crazy. Ridiculous. To happen. It started with the gunslingers have the final minute of the game. Gunslingers have the ball. In fact, what has just happened, we're, we're down 43 to 44. They're up by one point over us. And what has just happened before this uh, final minute of the game starts is Pierre Turner has been tackled running the ball and has fumbled. And they ruled that he was down. And mm-hmm. I'm going to be real honest. Like, it is what it is. Like things don't, you don't always get the hundred percent right call. I'm not sure he was down. Yeah. He rolled over another player. I, but it, here's the thing down or not, it's recovered on the other end by the gunslingers. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, it, 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 but it, I think they ended up ruling him down, down and I don't think he was it's kind of irrelevant because yeah, because the gunslingers ended up recovering, but mm-hmm. Pierre, I mean, I love you and all, man, but th- this that that's that's a recurring thing in the last couple of games. Remember, he's not he's not traditionally a, a ball a, carrier. Yeah, he's not. So he's mm-hmm. doing he's doing his thing out there the best a he can. A new skill, a new skill. But uh, that's dangerous. So it's forty three, forty four. Gunslingers have the ball. 
they also have no timeouts. Right. And that's going to yeah. come into play. Uh, Kali Rashad scores on a touchdown. The gunslingers uh, get the two-point conversion, but it's called back on an offensive penalty. That was that catch Kali Rashad had right up against the wall. Yep. Mm-hmm. Beautiful catch. Uh, absolutely a highlight-worthy moment. It doesn't exist because there was an offensive penalty somewhere else, and I'm not even sure we heard no. what the offensive penalty was. Just uh, There's penalty on the offense. Um, and so we run the two-point conversion again. This is intercepted by Orlando, and they run it all the way back. All the way back. So instead of looking at 52 – I'm sorry, 51 to 43, we are now looking at 49 – to 46, uh, Orlando, uh, I'm sorry, um, the Gunslingers have the lead, 55 seconds left in the game. So only five seconds have gone off the clock, game clock, and we've had a touchdown score. Orlando, uh, uh, we kick the ball off to Orlando. Orlando gets uh, the ball and scores on their very first play from scrimmage. Horrible. Yeah. One play. One play. 35 yards, Cato to Williams. Um, and it's not like it wasn't contested. Yeah, it was Two defenders there. He just he just out he just beat them. Yep. Yeah, he, he made just, a great play. Yep. He outstrided them and Cato put the ball right where it needed to be. There's not a lot you can do about those things. And what I looked I, I remember I looked at you and I go, that's still a lot of time. There's still a lot of time left. Yeah, because we were at, like, that's okay. At that point, there's 40 seconds left in the game. Yeah, which is like, what, 16, 16 minutes in real time. Then. Right. <laughs> so this is where things start getting really crazy because it's 49-53. Uh, Orlando has the lead. There's 40 seconds left in the game. Orlando gets to kick off the ball. They kick the ball out of the back of the end zone, but not in such a way that they were trying to get a deuce. No. no they they were... just kicked it through the back of the end zone, which means – the gunslingers get the ball on the 20-yard line, and no time has yeah, gone off the big clock. Big mistake. You, that was this, another time you looked at me, and you were like, that was not smart. In that moment, that didn't make sense. Like, you want to bleed some time off the clock, mm-hmm. dribble that ball down the field, you know, kick a, kick a pooch kick, um, and, uh, you know, dribble it down the field to them. If you're going to give it to them on the 20 anyway, I'll give it to you on the 20, but I want to take – Eight, ten seconds off the clock to give mm-hmm. it to you on the 20. That's well, how much fear the entire NAL has of Kali Rashad returning. Well, that's fair. Oh, for sure. Like, that's, that's reasonable. True statement. But if you're going to just kick it out of the back of the end zone, uh, you know, if, if you really want um, – God, there's there's other things you could have done. Like, there's just other ways to handle it. Yeah, I agree. Um but that's totally the reason. If you're going to kick it out of the back of the end zone, go for the deuce. Exactly. Add like, two points. Yeah, like we're we probably did. not going to get it. Yeah, we're going to talk about Do that. Do yeah. Drew. Um, <laughs> so they kick the ball out of the back of the end zone. We get the ball on the 20-yard line. 40 seconds left to play. Uh, Robert Kent Jr. runs 23 yards on the first play from scrimmage. Uh, he, hit, he gets hit into the wall. Mm-hmm. And this is important. He gets hit into the wall, and the clock stops at 31 seconds. I'm going to tell you why that's important here in just a second. The next play, Robert Kitt Jr. passes to Robinson. 
Robinson is ruled down because he contacted the wall at about the four or five yard line. Mm -hmm. Clock stops at 24 seconds. Here's what happens. Uh, Robinson gets the ball. He turns, engages with the defender in front of him between him and the end zone. And he reaches out and taps the wall. Now I'm not sure that he did not reach out just to, to find where the wall was because he didn't want to look down at it. I think that's what he was doing. I don't think he meant to tap the wall. I don't think so. But then he runs, tries to run around or, or beside that defender. He gets tackled and the ball comes out right near the end zone. Mm-hmm. Orlando thinks they've got a fumble. The referee comes up and says, the runner was ruled down because he contacted the wall within the final minute of play. Yep. So that makes me think that there is a mechanism in the NAL rulebook. I don't know this because the NAL hasn't given me a rulebook or published the rulebook in some sort of public way so that media or fans can look. It's top secret. At the, at the rules. But I believe there is some mechanism where, just like in a 11-man traditional football game, as time is running down the clock, you can step out of bounds on your own volition and stop the clock within the final two minutes of the game. It makes sense. You ought mm-hmm. to be able to do that, yeah. They have a mechanism that if any contact with the wall stops the clock because you're out of bounds at that point. I don't know that that's true. I don't know that that's false, but that's what I tend to believe based on what the referee said. The announcer, the stadium announcer in Orlando and the broadcast booth of the broadcast both state that the clock should continue to run at 24 seconds. Even though it's within the last minute. Even Mm -hmm. though it's within the last minute, even after the referee has explained why he's down here and there wasn't a fumble and all those kind of things. They both state the clock should be rolling. Mm -hmm. But I don't fault them for that. That's not their fault that they're not sure how the rule works. Because nobody is, because we don't have a rule book. Mm -hmm. We don't have anything to lean back on. So I don't blame the broadcast crew or the stadium announcer inside for not knowing the rules because nobody knows the rules. (laughs) <laughs> I'm not even sure the officials know the rules. That, that's a mutual statement, too. I was just about to say that. So we've got 24 seconds left. That is the third to last play of the game. And that, honestly, is the most controversial thing to, say, uh, to Orlando Predators fans. I've had interactions with a few of them over the last few days. And they say, who cares what happens with the final two plays? The play before that, the clock should have continued to roll which means they would not have had time for that final play anyway. Right. If I am interpreting what I believe the rules to be, which is a sad thing that I have to say it that way, um, then I think that's wrong. And the reason I go back to is the previous play before when Robert Kent Jr. runs 23 yards, he is hit into the wall and the clock stopped. Yes. Mm -hmm. So if the clock stops on contact with the wall, then it was applied correctly. Correct. Yeah, I wouldn't think it would be a stipulation that you have to be forced into the wall by the defense in order for that rule to apply. Now, it is that, outside of the one minute, uh, it is that. If you contact the wall, but you are not forced into the wall, Mm -hmm. you can continue to run. You can play off the wall if you were not contacted when you're contacting the wall, is my understanding. Okay. I've seen that play out in a couple of NAL games. Uh, So... 
Now we're down to the final two plays of the game. Um, I got to tell you, this takes over 11 minutes of real time to play these final two minutes of the game. There's 24 seconds left on the clock. Pierre Turner runs the ball into the end zone. He is tripped up at about the two-yard line, Mm -hmm. lunges forward. One official signals touchdown. Mm -hmm. One official signals that he's short. The gunslingers do not have any timeouts. None. So they immediately, you see Robert Kent Jr. like waving everybody and trying to direct traffic. The referees take the ball and stand where they think they're going to spot it until time on the clock runs out. Mm. Painful. Yeah, how's the clock running when they're still having to review what happened? Because <laughs> the if- one official's not agreeing with the other. <laughs> that That's a stoppage of the clock right there, like, automatically. If the officials have to <laughs> confer about something, you yes. can't take time away from me off the clock. Right. That doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if I don't have it. You're right. I don't have any time. It does not matter. Yeah. It doesn't matter if you had another, if you had the full crew there on that Four situation either. Referees. Yeah. Doesn't I, matter. Yeah. That is not what the league says. We'll get to that in a minute. (laughs) In any case, they stop to confer. When they confer, the clock runs out. Uh, The Amway Center goes nuts. Mm -hmm. Players are high-fiving fans. They've just won this last-minute game. And then the broadcast, within seconds after the zeros on the clock Mm -hmm. and uh, Amway Center going nuts, the broadcast guys say it looks like they'll put four seconds back on the clock. And then things descend into chaos. We have a 10-minute delay where officials review, talk to both coaches, review again, talk to both coaches, talk to both coaches, talk to both coaches, and then finally set the ball down with four seconds left on the clock. Now, I don't know what the broadcast guy saw from his vantage point, but he called it 10 minutes before it happened. He said, they're going to put four seconds back on the clock. Somebody down on the field level, somebody somewhere signaled that before it ever happened at 10 minutes later. And we spent 10 minutes standing around chatting about and talking about and legislating and litigating and, you know, I made a joke at the watch party about, well, you know, you got to, you got to, you got to file your briefs and then you've got pretrial discovery. Like this is going to take some time Um, because it was, it was becoming a court case because they were paperwork. You had owners, uh, the owners of the predators were handing their coach uh, a cell phone with the rules on it Mm -hmm. because the owners have a rule book, I hope. Um, And he's trying to point out what he needs to go talk to the ref about. It is just 10 minutes of chaos. And let me tell you, you want to fix that, NAL, Chris Siegfried, some of you guys that are listening, hopefully you are, empower your referees to make decisions. Mm-hmm. I don't think you have. I don't think you have, you have given them the confidence that they can make a call uh, without – because this doesn't happen in the NFL. No, this doesn't happen in college football. This doesn't happen in high school football. No, I watch it a lot yeah. of high school football Mm-mm. games. I make the decision, and you have to live with you it. You live with it, mm-hmm. right? This, this, this litigating and relitigating, and I've gotten on to Fred Shaw before and said, "Ah, you know, leave the refs alone. 
control what you can control, and that's not the referees. Um, he wasn't the one that was doing most of it. Mm-mm. No. It was the Orlando Predators coach that really spent most of that 10 minutes in the officials' ears. And I've just about come down to the realization that that is because the referees, the officials, do not feel confident, do not feel like they are empowered Mm-mm. to make the calls in the game and make them stick. And so if I'm the lead, Chris Siegfried, if I'm the lead, I, I send out a memo today, this week, that says officials are in control of the game. Any, uh, if the league determines that you have wasted game time by arguing with officials, whether they throw you out of the game or not, because they could do that, mm-hmm. and sometimes mm-hmm. I feel like they should, we can impose uh, consequences on you on the back end. Right. Of this, because we want our officials making calls on the field and moving the game along. And so if you're going to argue with the referees, understand that if we deem that it's an undue amount of conversation with the officials, we are going to issue a fine to you or the team. Commissioner Siegfried, if you're listening, that's how you handle this. Yeah, because it's not good for the league to have games taking this long. No. I felt like the, that much stoppage. I felt like the referees were coddling the coaches, like they didn't want to hurt their feelings. I'm like, make a decision, and that's it. You know, it what did I mean? kind of feel like that. It did, like, oh well, you know, it's okay. Let me just talk to the other guy, and then I'll come back. Well, it's okay. Let me. And I was like, back and forth, talking, make a decision and stick with it. You know, to me, it was just like, I don't know, frustrating. It is frustrating. Very frustrating. Ten minutes. Too much. Ten minutes to find out. We do get four seconds on the clock. Uh, Gunslinger snapped the ball. Robert Kent Jr. runs the ball off tackle left. Mm-hmm. Scores the touchdown. Walk-off touchdown. 55-53 to 53 win. Incredible. Booyah. Booyah. Incredible. I t- See ya, I predators. actually told um, Robert, I go, you, I guess you have a little bit more gas than you thought in that tank. Because that's what he said when we did the interview. Yeah, we talked to him. We talked about you know him paying, playing the game more between... The ears and with you know his legs so much and he he did a lot of running this game. He did. Yep. How many how many rushing touchdowns did he have this game? At least two. At least two. two. And the last one he had three. So, we'll take it. Not absolutely. A, not exactly what we would expect um, from our quarterback, but the, we'll take that for sure. It's the high the high price gas he has in that tank. We just don't want all the hits he's taking while he's making those runs, though. That's, <laughs> That's true. what we want scary. to try and scary. minimize. That's the truth. So today, I'm sitting at my computer in my office working on something else, and I go check out Facebook. I swing over to Facebook just to see what's going on, and it is on the National Arena League I'm pulling up right now, has issued a statement. The statement is regarding Friday's Orlando versus San Antonio game, mm-hmm. which I thought was interesting because this is not by far in the NAL the only, it's not even the most controversial ending of a game. Mm-mm. No. We've had other ones. So I'm curious as to why this one needed a statement. And I'm just going to read it to you. I'm not a professional reader, so don't give me a hard time as I stumbled through this, but this is out of Atlanta. This is directly from the NAL commissioner. Today. The National Arena League is releasing the following statement regarding the game played on this past Friday, June 17th in Orlando, featuring the San Antonio Gunslingers and Orlando Predators. The following statement is from Commissioner Chris Siegfried. 
On behalf of the NAL, I believe it is imperative to provide greater clarity for fan bases of both organizations and the league with respect to the outcome from the June 17th contest between the San Antonio Gunslingers versus Orlando Predators at Amway Center. During the Predators versus Gunslingers game this past weekend, there was some controversy surrounding the end of the game. First and foremost, it's important to note that one official sustained multiple injuries late in the second quarter and was transported to a local hospital. Unfortunately, this resulted in only four officials remaining to work the second half. I will address the conditions and, uh, and injuries of the official later in this statement. Our thoughts and wishes for a speedy and successful recovery for him are paramount. Second, I have spoken with both organizations, the supervisor of officials and the head referee from the game to better understand all pertinent views and assess the situation in its entirety. With respect to the call and the ruling in question, there were 24 seconds left in the fourth quarter. The San Antonio ball carrier ran the ball very close to the end zone. One official signaled a touchdown. Another official ruled him down short of the goal line. The officials convened on the field of play to discuss the situation. However, the game clock inadvertently continued to run until time was out. The lead official decided to review the play. After the review, it was determined that the runner was down short of the goal line. The game clock was reset to four seconds to reflect where the game clock should have been after the previous play. Per league rules, this time included a 10-second runoff since the ball was never spotted after the previous play. The clock started, and San Antonio snapped the ball, ran one more play. The gunslinger scored as the clock ran out. After reviewing available camera angles and speaking with both NAL supervisor officials Joe Clarkson and the lead official of the game, we believe the proper call was made. However, we discussed inconsistencies with the mechanics of the review process. I've determined based on current league protocols with respect to all teams and markets, this needs to be addressed immediately. Although a long-term solution may not be finalized right away, I strongly believe proactive measures must be implemented as quickly as possible to further avoid this happening for the remainder of the 2022 season. It is imperative that we make every effort to preserve the integrity of the game and do our best to provide necessary tools and protocols for each officiating crew to move forward. He continues to go on to talk about what he is doing to move that forward and then finishes up by letting us know that the official sustained pretty serious injuries, broken mm -hmm. collarbone, broken clavicle, some facial lacerations, and first and foremost, um, from myself, and I think I speak for the Gunslingers organization. I know I speak for the three of us. We hope that guy gets well. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. Really, really quick. Um, it was an inadvertent thing. He was standing in one spot, and two players crashed so into him, um, and that's rough. Um, that's, that's a rough thing for any official to go through. That's not mm -hmm. what they're out on the field to do. They are not wearing pads they nope. are not looking for uh the impact that is coming and that was rough that they're was not, rough to see they're not young men either some of the rough that's true <laughs> yeah, that's you're not wrong neither is robert <laughs> kent jr anyway but um, still he's got pants on and he's been working out in practice so first and foremost we want that guy to get better for sure uh, we've already talked a little bit about this four ref five ref situation um but you leo feel like this was a tap dance a little bit tell me why a little bit because For the reasons you've already you've already mentioned, this is not the most controversial ending, and it seems like it seems like this 
is addressing this particular game when it's a bigger issue. Um, and it's a recurring theme with, with the officials across the league. Um, it, it, it wasn't just a circumstance in this particular game and it wasn't, you know, uh, an outlier. This is something we've seen very regularly where, uh, referees are having to convene and reconvene and, and talk over and over uh, about the ruling of any given play. Mm -hmm. And it happens multiple times a game. And uh, it doesn't matter when they have a full crew or they're one man down like they were in this situation. Uh, so it didn't seem to me to address the issue more so just kind of like it treated it as if this is a outlier, a one-time situation right. when it definitely is not. Right. And so I'm just estimating here. I'm just guessing. Um, Chris Siegfried, if you're listening to our show, hey, uh, come on. We would love to talk with you some. And maybe we'll even sure. talk about stuff other than officials and stuff. In fact, I'm sure we will. I've had a couple of conversations with the commissioner. He's a nice guy. Um, however, uh, I'm just guessing on this. I feel like so the commissioner is connected to the Orlando's Predators. Um, he was a coach for them. I think he even played for them at one time. Um, he has a connection with their ownership group and some of that kind of stuff. So I have a feeling that maybe that's part of the reason why we're getting this particular communication at this time. It is simply because uh, he's hearing it because he's got friends and family and in the Orlando area that are like, mm. this is this is not okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, this is their third loss in a row for the Predators. Isn't is it, it really? I think so. Uh, that wouldn't surprise me. They are starting to lose steam. Yeah. Um, on top of that, I feel like he's really pouncing on. We were down an official, and that's yeah. why these things happen. I don't think, but that's not true for all the. And other I games. don't think that's true because we're having these issues in other games, mm -hmm. and you're not down an official there. Um, so I think he was really pouncing on this whole, this was an outlier because we were, at, we were down an official. That's, I'm sorry. I, I hate that you were down an official. I hate that a guy got right. injured. Um, but this isn't the only time that's happened. And so I'm not sure that that is a, is a viable excuse for, well, the reason this game was so weird no. at the end was because we were down an official. Because I think every podcast that we've had, We've always discussed about the referees and how long they're taking, how it interferes with the momentum of the game. It does. That they take so Man, long. So why in the middle of the season does he bring it up now and then use the excuse like, oh, we were down a man? No, I don't. I'm calling BS on that. Yeah. So go ahead, Leah. I was just going to say there, there's been something every single game it seems mm -hmm. like this season. Yeah. And it's tough. Look, you're dealing with uh, – Officials that probably are less familiar with the indoor game than the outdoor game because that's where you get more work as an official. Mm -hmm. uh, in fact, I talked with somebody the other day, the rule book, um, which I've already brought up a couple of times, but I'll state again. Um, and by the way, I have one now. Like, oh, you do? Somebody has sent me one. I'm not even allowed to say who. Wow. Um, I've actually got it from a couple top, of people top in, the last, uh, in the last day or so. Um, but I haven't had a chance to read through it yet. And in fact, one person told me that good luck. He said, this is the most complicated rule book I've ever read in my life. Mm. So I'm not looking forward to reading it, but <laughs> I, I do want to get some clarification on some stuff. Here's the thing. Um, I think based on, uh, the way that I understand the game to work, 
that the ending of the game was handled properly. The 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 touching the wall oh. and declaring yourself out of bounds, the um, the call there at the end where you've got to put some time on the clock. The mm-hmm. only thing I would change about the way it was ultimately handled is A, I would cut the 10 minutes out of the game where they're discussing it. Mm-hmm. And B, I would put nine seconds on the clock. If there's a 10-second runoff because the ball wasn't spotted and the other team does not have any timeouts, I understand all of that. But when the signal is made for touchdown at the same time the other official is making the uh, the short symbol, or, or he was actually yeah. waving incomplete, which is not correct. But, <laughs> well, um, that should tell you who was right. <laughs> but in any case, um, in that moment, there is 19 seconds left on the clock. If they need to stop the clock there, confer spot the ball and then run 10 seconds off the clock because it's not fair that you got a chance to call in a play and all those things while we were conferring. I totally get that. That's fair, but there should be nine seconds on the clock, not four. And I think that's why Fred was upset because Fred is upset. If you watch when they tell him what they're going to do, he's like, no, that's, that's ridiculous. He feels like he should have two more plays, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, And he doesn't, but anyway, yeah, I would agree that they got the calls right. I just don't like how long it took them to, to make those is calls. not okay. And then the, the time on the clock was probably a little fudged as well. Yeah, I agree with you. Should should have been more. Um, and for that matter, like there's a moment when Pierre Turner, right at the beginning of the one minute, uh, we talked about this fumble Mm-hmm. that they recover in whatever way they call it. The gunslinger is supposed to have the ball, so that's not controversial. But the play ran into 54 seconds, 56 seconds, something like that. It ran down below a minute. They reset the clock back to a minute. That's not the way this should work either. Mm-hmm. Like if it's the two-minute warning and a play runs into 157 or 154. Yeah, then, it continues to run and then stops. Yeah, yeah. then you have a shorter two-minute warning. Yep. Um, so <laughs> Kevin Lewis checking in on Facebook, your mission, if you choose to accept it, read this rule book before <laughs> it destructs in T minus 30 minutes. Um, maybe that's why everyone's got, jokes it takes today. 10 minutes for them to make a ruling because the rule book is complicated and they're not sure how to apply. I'm sure some of these sure. we need to simplify then. I mean, mm-hmm. for sure. I mean, maybe so. Um, I'm really interested to finally sit down and, and start looking through it and start um, understanding some of the things that I don't currently understand. And may, have it accessible to everybody. Why, what's this, you know, you have to hide it. Or it's a so secret. one person. Transparency should be. Yes. Yeah. And, and I agree 100%. Playing devil's advocate. I did have one person reach out to me this week as I was uh, griping about this and said they don't want to do that because the officials are so sketchy right now. They mm. don't want fans coming back to them with every place that the officials got the rules wrong. And I kind of see from a PR point, if your officials are struggling and they are definitely how that would be rough to try to deal with everybody having access to the rule book. And look, you can go read the rule book. If you have access to it and point out all the places they were wrong, they are making those decisions in the moment without True. the rule book. In there. 
hand. Right. Um, so we can all do that all day long. We can go out wow, here in the fourth corner uh, at three at seven thirty seven. The player touches the wall and the clock stopped, but it's not within the final minute of play. So the clock should have continued to run. Like we can do that because we can f- read it. First time in our show you've ever used your real natural voice. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> I was shocked about that. Right? Yeah. Um, so we can all do that. We can point those things out. Um, it's the same guys that go sit in a Comic-Con. You've been to a Comic-Con. Oh, yeah. And want to point out, in uh, uh, this issue of <laughs> Spider-Man, uh, this happens. But then in this issue, this is said. That's inconsistent. Well, yeah, it is because we're, we're drawing books. We're just having a good time. Uh, we're not worried about... Uh, con- yeah. we're, we're trying to make a consistent story, but we don't remember every minute detail. True. We can do that. They can't in the moment on the field. And so this person was um, supposing that that's why the league hasn't made the book, the accessible. rule book accessible. It's because they don't want fans doing that. Okay. I get that. My, my response would be train your officials better. Mm-hmm. And maybe you don't give it to fans, but give it to media. That's true. The guys calling games should know what the rules are. So they can explain it. Yeah. Right. The guys mm-hmm. calling the games or the guys that are covering games need access to it. Maybe that's the solution. If you don't want to open it up to every Tom, Dick, and Eric, do it. I say do it because those people are those people. And who cares? Like, just tell them that, you know, just come up with a standard response of, oh, you, you may be right, you may be wrong. That's the way it was called on the field and leave it alone. And eventually those people will weed themselves out. But, I mean, I want to deal with that. That's fine. But provide it to the media and the broadcast guys. Like, Mm -hmm. they need that information. The AAL gave me a rule book. And then AAL officials gave me a rule book because I gave them a hard time. Um, So, I sure would uh, love to see an AAL rule book. And it looks like I'm going to get to sit down and read one. Good luck with that. It's not like I got anything else going on right now. I'll take the cliff notes. <laughs> gotta right. move. Um, I've got summer camp coming up for my youth. I got a lot. I, you know, I don't have anything else going on. I got time. Sit down and read the rule book. All right, we're gonna take another quick break. When we get back, we're gonna talk about the future whew, of gunslinger football because we've got a game coming up in a few days mm-hmm. against the Carolina Cobras. We've got four more games beyond that, mm-hmm. and I'm saying it now. We're going to the finals. Playoffs, baby. Playoffs. Playoffs. Playoffs, baby. The revenge tour. Hang right there. Spunk Guns Podcast. We'll be right back with you after this. Spunk Guns Podcast. Philip Higginbotham, R.C. Woods, Leo Yamas. Sitting around talking about gunslingers football. Talking about winning gunslingers football. Yeah, baby. Two wins. Two wins in a row. Yep. I told everybody out there in our last show, I said, do not pick the Predators this weekend, Jim, and Jim Renee, Jim, I don't know. He's it didn't, I didn't see him jump on here, yeah, but they're recording. I, tonight I warned too, you, Jim, so. I told you, you didn't listen. I'm telling you again this week, do three, not three in a row pick Carolina this weekend. That's going to be a rough thing to tell somebody that's that, that is, um, that is unbiased because we're biased. I mean, we're gunslingers fans. Yeah, but we're also right. Telling somebody that's, that's unbiased to look at these two teams and, and pick the Gunslingers over the Cobras. Like, I, I'm not going to blame anybody for picking the Cobras. I'm just going to tell you that you, you're going to end up being wrong, and that's okay. The red block on your, uh, your, your pick for the week, because in uh, a Discord group that I'm in with Jim and Zach mm-hmm. and a 
a bunch of people in uh, uh, NAL kind of world were doing a pick them contest. Mm -hmm. And so at the end, Jim puts out, you know, here's what everybody's picks were. If you got it right, it's green. If you got it wrong, it's red. You know, you pick the Cobras, you're going to wind up with a red block. And it is what it is. Uh, it's not the end of the world. I've got a lot of red blocks because I keep picking the gunslingers. <laughs> I got five red blocks. That's okay. Um, at least five. I got more than five, but um, the Cobras are coming. They're coming to town. Jonathan Dane coming to the range. Is That's right. Down to the range. I want to make that stick. Um, you know, there's another application to range too, like the gun range. That's, that's what That's I true. was saying. Yeah. So the, yeah. there's even more. Um, yeah, they're going to come down to the range, and it's going to be um, – it's really a game where the gunslingers are playing with house money to me because, like I just mentioned, nobody expects them to win it. Right, mm -hmm. yeah. Like, nobody expects you to win it. You lose, yeah, that's what you're supposed to do. They're the best team in the league. You're the worst team in the league. Look at the records. Like, you, you, you got nothing to lose. All you can do is gain. All you mm -hmm. can do is win. Because if you uh, get out there and you hassle them, especially after the way they beat you in Carolina, mm -hmm. uh, beating Greensboro that they took. That's a different team now. That's true. You get out there and you uh, you play them close. You play them hard. You, you win this game. All of a sudden, uh, the NAL landscape begins to change a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I had somebody today, Coach Q, was asking uh, today what, what people thought of the NAL. And I said, you know, Carolina's a lot to me for the playoffs. Jacksonville looks really good. Mm -hmm. uh, now that they've got Nelson in as quarterback, they're starting to look better and better. Uh, Columbus is starting to come along and be a team that I really did not expect them to be, which means if those, are, if those three are playoff teams, and I think they are, uh, that leaves Orlando, uh, Albany, and San Antonio as the teams that are fighting for that last playoff spot. Mm -hmm. And if that's the case, um, we beat both of those teams. Now, we've left ourselves a hole. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like a 5-0 hole. An 0-5 hole is a hole. Um, but if that's the case, both of those other teams, Orlando and Albany, are fading. They're worried. Yep. They're not just worried. They're struggling. They're mm -hmm. struggling right now. Uh, yeah. Albany started off really good. Mm -hmm. And the last few weeks have not looked good. Not looked great. Uh, now, to be fair, they played uh, Carolina last week. That's that's a tough Team. that's a tough get in Carolina. Were they at the snake pit for that? I think they were. I'm pretty sure they were in Carolina for that game. They played us. Um, and I think kind of. Looked past us a little bit. I'm like, ah, it's a gunslingers. They're on Maybe five. just a bit, mm -hmm. yeah. More worried about the Cobras next week. Mm -hmm. Maybe not. Um, but if if the if San Antonio can come out here and win this game, uh, and it doesn't matter, one point win, last second, uh, a win, a dub mm -hmm. is a dub. Yep. Everything, everything, the landscape of everything changes, and I think it's perfectly reasonable that if they can get this win, they're a playoff team. Mm -hmm. There's only six teams. There's four playoff spots. You yeah. got to beat out two other teams, and if you can beat Carolina, um, you have to stay. You have to keep winning. Like there's True. no point in this season where you can slip for two games. Not at all. Like that. That you can't slack up. 
you've given up your opportunity at this point to uh, to yeah. lose two games in a row. You got or, those out of your system with the first five. Yeah, that's yeah. true. But all W's. As we look toward uh, toward the the playoffs, I I don't see any reason why San Antonio could not at this point come together and and be a playoff team. Things are changing. Yeah. We're in it to win it. Things are changing with the season. I think there are several teams. Uh, the Jacksonville Sharks, Columbus, San Antonio, that had trouble with uh, Ironman rules mm-hmm. or having some trouble with the way that that worked. Adjustment, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Carolina had it figured out pretty quickly. I think Albany had it figured out pretty quickly. But as they've learned, you've watched these people that were good and the people that weren't good at the beginning of the season all come back together. There's there's great parity in this league. Um, and so as all of these teams begin to meld back together and come back together, there's no reason. Um, I was telling Coach Q today on that same conversation we were having. Uh, this is the first time in my life that over halfway through the season I've looked at a league or a conference and said I wouldn't be surprised if any of these teams held up the hardware at the end. Like there's no team on here that would surprise me if they won the championship. Yeah, there's no there's no team that really separates separates itself one way or the other, being great or being terrible. Yeah, they're the closest yeah. thing is Carolina. Carolina, and yeah. they're beatable. Like they've they've they're gonna they've lose been this week. Beaten. Yeah, well, yeah, absolutely. Well, they're gonna lose this week. Um, Jonathan Bain is a great quarterback, but all great quarterbacks need one thing: time. Mm-hmm. If you can limit the amount of time he has uh, to feel comfortable in the pocket, and I thought they did a great job um, against Orlando. Two weeks yeah. ago when they played uh, Jacksonville, we talked a lot about they're giving Nelson too much time. Too mm-hmm. much time, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Over the last two weeks, they have not. They have, no, they, the last they two games. hassled the quarterback. There's been a lot more pressure on from that D-line. And, yep, absolutely. And if you can do that, uh, you can you can at least turn completed passes into incomplete passes and maybe even some incomplete passes into turnovers. Um, yep. And we'll take them. There's been a lot more turnovers the last two games, too. That's true. Yeah. A lot more forced turnovers. Guys are really getting after the ball, you know, swiping at the ball, trying to, trying to strip it. Good tackling. Um, yeah, tackling is much improved. Yes. Much better, much, much better. Way, way better. So I, going back to the week um, before in Albany here, uh, you said something about McIntosh giving up on a play. That's yeah, first, you remember that? That was yeah. right in the beginning of the game, I think um, it was last So game. I actually turned around and watched that game again or watched mm-hmm. bits and pieces of that game, and I saw that play again. Man, I didn't notice it live because I was on the other end of the field. You are a hundred percent correct. Yeah. Like the guy gets the, the ball gets past Macintosh and he looks and sees that the guy caught it and he just kind of starts walking back toward the huddle. Like the play is still going on and he's like, well, I missed that one. Um, yeah. And to be fair, he's probably not going to get there. He's probably no, not going to run the guy down. You don't down. know if the guy's going to fumble, trip but over his own know. feet. But it wow. happens. It, it, I mean, I went back and watched it. And I'm like, wow, Leo was spot on. I missed that. I did not see it that way. Uh, the same way. Todd Mintz checking in. Um, Bain, even more so than some quarterbacks, uh, ha- can have a lot of problems if we get a pass rush on him. He can get frazzled and frazzle him. 
Yeah. Let's um, do it. I'm looking forward to that matchup, Bane versus Kent Jr. Yeah. It's, I mean, let me see. I was going to say, are they the two best quarterbacks in the league right now? Some would, well. Rakeem Kato's not. I mean, he's he's not a bad quarterback. He's not. Nelson is really Nelson, good. Nelson, I was going to say Nelson is pretty good. Some uh, would argue Cato, I was going to say, but yeah. most of those are Predator fans. So Yeah. Um, <laughs> and what's up with them showing off their stomachs the whole game? Fans. Yeah, yeah fans, fans doing that. Ew, yeah. that's too much. Not only were they showing off stomachs, like there were several times as you watch the broadcast that they show children on the broadcast thrusting suggestively. And I don't I'm like, like any of that. I don't need to much. see that. It's a thing over there. I don't know. Apparently. I guess so. Yeah. Hey, hey. To, to get Florida man, you got to have Florida kid. We, like those those people have to exist somewhere, right? We as Texans need to like, pull a crocodile Dundee for those uh, for Floridians over there. That's, that's not a not stomach. A stomach. <laughs> this <laughs> is a stomach. No doubt. No doubt. Um, I uh, so let's let's dive in a little more to. Uh, the Cobras specifically because that's that's an important. Um, this is a really important game. Like, it is. It is very critical game. Uh, I don't Do or die. know. Do, is it a must win though, Leo? I wouldn't call it a must win, but if you win this game, you're in worlds better shape than you are if you lose it. For like sure. worlds, leagues. I'm gonna say must win. Leagues away, a, a difference that a win this week will make over a loss. Yeah, I think you're right. Like, I don't know that it's a must win. I, I don't know that if you lose this yeah. game. Strictly looking at the numbers, at the standings, mathematics, it's not a must win. Yeah. But in the overall picture of competitiveness and just making a statement to everybody out there in the NAL, this is a huge opportunity mm-hmm. that you just don't want to miss. I agree. Um, man, it would be huge. It would be a huge win. Um, you have to battle a really good Cobras team. You also have to battle the San Antonio refs. Oh, God. Because I'm, I'm going to tell you, I've watched a lot of NAL football. <laughs> they're not an exception. <laughs> well, it's not that they're not an exception, but uh, it's all bad. But I think these guys are the worst. I don't want to say that really loud because if they're listening, maybe they won't hear that. And are we going to have a backup referee just in case someone gets hurt? I doubt it. No, I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think that's a thing. Mm, it should um, be. It needs I, to be. I, I don't. Um and I mean, I understand it, but if you're not going to have an alternate ref on site, then what you have to do at that point is um, you have to train your crew on how to handle it as a full-time yeah. crew. Mm-hmm. Uh, Todd Min says it's a must-win if the playoffs stay alive. I, again, I'm not sure. Um, I agree with Todd. It does a lot for you to win. But I'm not sure you get eliminated. If like you're you lose. not mathematically eliminated if you lose. I could be wrong. Not yet. I don't think they are. But they're not gonna. They're not gonna lose. So it's it's okay. We're, we're, <laughs> we're talking about something that doesn't it's need to be. Not even gonna happen. So uh, seven and two. The Cobras are. We're two and uh, two and five. Uh, I'm just looking at other folks. Actually, with a win, a gunslinger win. 
And a Predators loss this week. I don't know who the Predators are playing. Doing this on the fly. Um, we would be tied with them record-wise, but uh, they won two of the three games, so they would still. So we can't get out of the can't get out of the basement yet. Not this week. Nope. But we're 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 we digging the, out. We we're need, on our way. The revenge tour. The revenge. It's tour. happening. We got Kali Rashad and Emac Kent Jr. and. Barnett. Deuce and Drew all making that oh, happen. Yeah. Oh, we, we haven't talked about, about the Deuce. San Antonio's the first deuce. deuce. Drew Pearson. Dropping the Deuce on the Predators. He did. He dropped the Deuce on the Predators. Do you know when it was? I know when it was. 3.20 left in the third quarter. Right in the midst of uh, that, that comeback. Yep. Uh, when we were really starting to put things together on a comeback. Hey, breaking news here. What's up? What's up? The watch party for July 23rd's game will be at Brickhouse again. Woo, exciting. Going to work with management to get some more seats and multiple waitresses. They did a great job and won us back, and we're going to give them a shot again. Uh, and then he corrected for the 8th. Um, that's the watch party on the 8th, not the 23rd. Oh, I'm not going to be there. That's where I'm in Cancun. <sighs> You're going to Cancun. You're going to Hawaii. Where are you going? You're going to Palacios. 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 I'm going to live by the water in Palacios. Mm. So um, we're just visiting the water. We're not going to live by Speaking of which, here's the bummer. Um, I don't get to be in the building on Saturday night for the game. Like, I'm going to be watching. I'm this probably, Saturday? Yeah. I'm probably going to be watching on uh, my projector. I've got a big projector that I can throw up. And I'm probably going to be watching it on a projector in uh, the house in Palacios. But Ooh. I preach the next morning, and so I can't make oh, it work. that's where, right. We had that discussion. Uh, that's my first Sunday to preach, and uh, it's Yay. not a good look for me to be like, hey, I'm a little tired today because I just drove two and a half hours after a football game that was seven and a half hours long or whatever they're going to be. <laughs> um, so I'm going to have to watch it from home, from the new home mm. in Palacios. Um, I want some pictures. And then we're coming back uh, next week, and we're going to move everything down. So I'll be back in town to record our episode next week, it looks like. But I won't be able to be at the game. Now, I think Jordan mentioned that we what? might be in the truck this he game. He told you to get in the truck. Oh. I don't you, know well, if I'm going to get in the you truck. You want to get in the truck? He's listening know. right now. So Jordan, uh, RC, in the truck. Make it happen. You're the man. You are the man. Uh, so back to the deuce. Drew Pearson kicking the deuce. And did you notice? They got kickballs in Orlando. Mm-hmm. Yep. And did you notice? Drew Pearson kicked really well. Yes, he yep. did. Can't we steal one of those balls? I mean, it's, I a, it's a problem. If we it's, all pitch in, can we buy one? It's like a problem on Amazon? for everyone, at least in San hey, Antonio. Hey, Visiting team as well. So Jordan, Brandon, somebody. Uh, can you reach out to... Y'all good? Yeah, we're good. Uh, can you reach out to the folks in Carolina before they pack their gear and say, hey, it behooves both teams mm-hmm. for you to bring a handful of your kickballs. It just makes the product better on the field if we have kickballs. It doesn't make us. It doesn't help us. It doesn't hurt you. It, it makes both of, you know, a rising tide floats all boats. Um, it makes both of us better if we have a more consistent kicking game. Can you please bring a handful of your Carolina Cobra kickballs so that we can have a more um, consistent kicking field? game and level playing field? Yeah. The league apparently is not going to do that. They no, should. Not. 
they should be the ones that reach out and say, hey, if you're going to San Antonio, they don't have access to these. So if you're going to San Antonio, part of your equipment needs to be to bring kickballs. Apparently, the league's not going to do that. Why? I don't know. Ownership. Reach out to the the your fellow owners there. They're bringing a bunch of equipment anyway. Yeah. They can throw in two or three footballs. Um, You'll and, get them back. Nobody here wants them. We'll throw them right back yeah, out Yeah, nobody the field. wants a Carolina Cobra. I nobody. Went to, I went to the game, and I got a Carolina Cobra. Well, no, they want the gunslinger ball, and that's fine. Um, but reach out to them uh, before they get on their plane and say, hey, uh, any chance? You can bring some of those with you. If they say no, they say no. We're in no better. We're in no worse. If they say no, it's because they're, they're scared. scared. Yeah, that's <laughs> they're exactly scared. It. It's because they're scared. Um, no, I think. I, Whose house is it? I believe it's our house. I believe, I believe it's our house. Um, All right, just checking. Actually, I believe it's the the Freeman's house. I think it belongs to. No, it doesn't belong to the Spurs Sports and Entertainment. No, I think they it's have se- a lease it's separately on it. run. Yeah, um, it's still our house. It's the Freeman's house. Oh come on, Kevin. <laughs> Kevin Lewis says I think Carolina will have the advantage. They have an excellent kicker, and they do. They do. Um, but but I, we've we got a pretty good kicker Drew. too. I love the fact I haven't brought it up and, and it may be odd um, be as big a cowboy fan as I am that her kicker's name is Drew Pearson. I love it. Which is a hall of famer for the Dallas Cowboys. And if mm-hmm. he's not in the hall of fame, he should be. Um, no, he just got in the hall of fame two years ago. Uh, hall of famer, Drew Pearson. Every time I hear it said, I'm like Drew Pearson. Cowboys. Uh, Drew Pearson plays for the, the gunslinger. Now yeah, he does. He does. Yeah, he does. He absolutely does. I do want to give a shout out to uh, Kevin and Carrie and Doug and Rebecca, who came out at the last minute to the airport to welcome back our gunslingers. So I'm going to give you a little pom-pom cheer woo, for that. I know it was last minute. There was a lot of changes. Apparently, the airlines are all backed up and delayed and all that. But they came out, and they we tried to go live. It didn't work. Uh, we had our cowbells over there, and we had our pom-poms, and they made signs. And uh, when I saw Robert, um, he was like, um, this is our seat. She's going to try to make us famous. I said, yes, that's my goal. So we're working <laughs> on it. Robert Kent Jr. is already famous. He's got a Wikipedia page. Yeah. That's true. He's I mean, been in a movie. Yeah. Yeah, hello. Which we have to clarify. Yes. It's the game not, plan. Yeah, it's not the rundown. He's not the, the rundown. Yeah, you the saw game it. Plan. Like you, you went and watched. I it? went and watched the the. It's the opening scene, and, and I saw it. I was like, "Yep, that's Robert Kent Jr. right there, taking that snap, running that ball, because he runs it in for a touchdown." It's supposed to be the rock. But I yeah. have never in my life had any desire whatsoever to watch <laughs> the game plan, and I might just watch the game plan. Is that the one with his daughter? Yes. Yeah, that, I did see that one. Disney movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a Disney movie. It's but, got the rock in it, and it's probably cute and great. It is and, cute. And, but you have know. to watch the rundown. You got to watch I've not seen that rundown. one either. I know. You said last week that you hadn't watched it, and I was disappointed in you. The Rock and Sean William Scott. Like, I know all about it. I think it was a, I think it was working at Blockbuster when it came out. Christopher you, Walken. You worked at Blockbuster? It's an amazing oh, movie. Oh, you didn't know that? Maybe I forgot. That's where I met my wife. We were both working at Blockbuster. Really? Yeah. Oh, it's like a true we, romance. We spent uh, movie. we spent four or five years in and out of Blockbuster, working for that before it all fell apart. Mm. You were the guy that called Dang up you, people Netflix. to charge him for not rewinding. Uh, never, never once charged anybody for not rewinding, um, but we did have like eight rewinders along the back counter. That we would we'd have to check them and pop them in and and rewind them uh, for the next person because there is no nobody understands this anymore. 
there's no feeling worse than renting the movie that you want to see, getting the pizza, getting home, getting the family all settled, set up, sticking the VC, the, the, the tape in the VCR, and it's the credits. That does suck. <laughs> like, there's no feeling the more button. frustrating than having to rewind a movie that you're waiting to see. The slogan was be kind. Be kind, rewind. That's yeah. right. Absolutely. Uh, I actually worked there right at the beginning of and then through the first few years of the DVD uh, takeover. Mm-hmm. So we dealt a lot with DVDs and, oh, this is scratched and my player doesn't play it. Can I get another movie? You want to get another copy of that movie? Uh, no, I was going to rent something different. Hmm. Okay, dude. I know what you're doing. Yeah. I know what you're doing. <laughs> uh, yeah, there you go. Off on another rabbit trail, but yeah, we worked at Blockbuster for a while. Cool. But I was working at Blockbuster, I think, when the rundown came out. Never saw it. Never saw Watch it. it. All right. Maybe. When I have some time. So not in the next month or so. Because <laughs> there's no I time. I understand. Uh, so we got Carolina on this Saturday. And at 5, I'm bringing tailgating shots again. But I'm not walking around. They were all melted by the time people got them, so I'm just going to drive around. So if you see me driving around, hopefully waving you. Hopefully a cooler day. Yeah, hopefully it'll be cooler. I will give you shots. Okay, well, hopefully a, we'll have our tickets emailed to us the day before. A, I, I know where I'm going to get mine. I'm not <laughs> yeah, going to I know where to went. go now. Yeah. A, it's not going to be a cooler day because. What's 107? Oh, come on. I'm sure. Like, it's San Antonio. <sighs> My kids are all excited. Uh, about Palacios because they've been watching the weather mm-hmm. and they're like it's consistently like eight or ten degrees cooler there and I'm like yeah and it's on the ocean <laughs> the humidity is gonna make it feel Just twenty hot. degrees hotter <laughs> yeah good luck good luck with that uh, take a, so take an extra shirt everywhere <laughs> everywhere Keep one in the car everywhere the twenty fifth that's this Saturday we got the Cobras and then. Get a little bit of a homestand here for the first time since the beginning of the season. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We get two games in a row here at home. Home on the range. Uh, home on the range. We've got our good friends, the Albany Empire, coming back to town. One beatdown wasn't enough. On July 2nd. Uh, that's going to be a big game. Oh, yeah. It will be. Fourth of July weekend. Fourth of July weekend. Uh, you've got, um, you got Albany coming back to town. Um, and the gunslingers going for their fourth straight win at that point. Woo. Yep. I called it. Did you? Right now. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) After Leo said they're going to win this week. And after I just said, I said, there's going to be, they're going to win fourth straight win. Then you called it. I did not. So let's, let's be, uh, let's be realistic. Let's play a game. We're at, we're at two and five right now. Mm -hmm. I'm going to ask you both. And I want you to be realists. I want you to be fans for a second. Realistically, I'm going to read off the remaining games. You tell me if it's a win or a loss. Okay. Cobra's at home. Win. Win. It's at home. (laughs) Okay. I'm going to give it to you. Uh, So that puts us at three and five. Yep. Empire at home. Win. Win. Four and five. Lions in Columbus. Hmm. That's the one that might. That's the tricky one. That's tough. 
because yeah. they're playing a lot better football than they were earlier in the season exactly. when we saw them. If you'd asked me in the beginning of the season, I'd like probably... We played them that yeah. second game, and we should have beat them. Oh, like yeah. We should have oh, yeah. won yeah. that game. Those first two games, we should have won. Hector Garcia checking in and saying they're winning the rest of the games. He's got them at 7-5 and five then. I'm with you, Hector. Win. You're going to say a win on the... the I'm going to say close game. The Lions and... Cl- but that's not the that's not the game. Okay. It's not whether it's going to be a close game or not. Okay, you said as win? a fan, they're going to win. But as a realist, I'm going to say we may get an uh, L there. Uh, and then uh, Sharks here. Win, for sure. Oh, easy win. All the home games are going to be win, 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 win. You hear that, Jim Renee? <laughs> yeah. Sharks here, Baby easy win. Baby shark, shark, Easy shark. win. Okay, don't start that. <laughs> and then we close out the game on the 23rd against the Empire in Albany. Win. Win. So you truly are picking all wins. No, I, I said one. Okay. I'm picking them to win every game until they don't. Seven and five. Hey, I've been picking them to win when they weren't winning. <laughs> got, I've got a pretty rough record in the pick them that I was talking about earlier. Because... As a fan, I'm all W's, but being a realist, I think they might get one loss in there. The one game, uh, the the Lions game, that that's a that's away. a tough one. That yeah. Mm-hmm. One loss puts them at six and six. It's a 500 season. I don't know if that makes the playoffs or not. That really depends on mm-hmm. some other teams and what they do. And then the team that those two the, teams that have 14 games. I truly think if you win out, if you were to win out, I think you make the playoffs. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I think if you go six and six, you're depending on other teams losing. I think you're no longer in control of your own destiny at that point. Um, so that's, I mean, that's the line they're on right now to me. They dug right. themselves a pretty deep hole at the beginning of the season. Yeah. They did. They can lose one more game. Uh, the two games that, that worry the most, since you're, you're looking at the schedule and you're asking, is the away game against the Lions, and mm-hmm. believe it or not, the last away game against Albany. Really? You're worried about that one? That's a, that's, that's a letdown more, game right there. You're if more you're worried a, about that game than you are the one with, against the Cobras coming to town. Yeah, because we're at home. Yeah. Wow, you're putting a lot... I said we win all the home games. All the home games you win. The home field advantage. I do. What leads you to believe that's the case? Because there's a lot of advantages besides just what you see in this stadium. There is. In this league. The travel, the the players being rested. You know, uh, there's a lot to home field in a league like this. You're not wrong. I mean, in the NFL, even in college football – when you're the road team, you're staying in a decent hotel. Mm-hmm. You got breakfast that morning. They've got a full itinerary for you. You go do a walk through the day before. There, there's a rhythm to it. I don't get the same sense that there's that kind of rhythm in this league. I, you, you travel. Travel is always rough. You travel the day before. I think travel's um, even worse now because of all the delays. What's the weather like in Carolina? Right oh, now. I don't have any idea. You think they're reaching the temperatures that we have here in South Texas? Or when they step off that bus on Saturday, they're going to be like, what Yeah, but that makes the... no difference in the, in the Yeah, I know, arena. but it, it takes a toll on you. It takes a toll on you, the travel and being the out travel, there. Uh, and for the, sure. Yeah. You're not used to that heat at all. Just, just a f- couple minutes out there. High on Saturday is 101 in San Antonio. 
plus the attendance at Joel Friedman has really increased too. I think it's going to be better. Yeah, it and is going to have that. And it's the the our house <laughs> oh God, stuff is going to be playing. It's going to be playing a role. <laughs> please stop. <laughs> and I'm going to be in the truck. So that's yeah, he yeah, said hey. you're in. Yeah, he, he 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 messaged us and said you're in. Um, I, I will say this: I expect a bigger crowd on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I actually heard on 101.9 last night um, as I was driving around. We heard uh, tune in tomorrow during their morning show, whatever it is. Um, or maybe it's their, you know, that time right after the morning show, mm-hmm. that 10 to noon time mm-hmm. that they're really trying to get you to stay on the channel. Uh, listen tomorrow for your chance to win a family four pack Woo! to the San Antonio Gunslingers game Love against it. the Carolina of Cobras. And I was like, hey, I know them. And my wife's like, I know, I'm tired of hearing about it. <laughs> so it's getting out there. Like there's more and more. Um, I've been surprised, not surprised. Uh, I have not been surprised at all. I've been encouraged that everybody that finds out about the gunslingers goes, I didn't know we had an, uh, uh, an arena football team. That's yeah. awesome. Like I, I hear a lot of people very excited that we have that available to us. Mm-hmm. They just don't know. Um, so the more we can get that out, I, I think I've told you guys before on the show, I don't come into town. Now I live out of town. But I don't come into town where I'm not wearing something with a gunslinger's Me logo too. on it. Even if I go no. to the grocery store, yeah. I'm always putting on a t-shirt. Well, and, and these a high, gunslinger's t-shirt. Yeah, gunslinger's she, she wears t-shirt. a t-shirt yeah. no <laughs> matter where she goes. She wears a, a gunsling- t-shirt. Yes, yes. But a gunslinger's gun. t-shirt is what she meant. Yeah, wearing hats, jerseys, t-shirts, just out and about. I mean, these stickers, it's getting the name, the logo recognition, you know, brand recognition. Mm-hmm. But that, on social media... Get these hype videos that that yes. they've been putting Share together out there out. because Man. they're the production value on those things is amazing, mm-hmm. and like it, it it really gives a first person viewer that, that didn't know anything about the game or or the league or what's been going on and sees one of those videos and they're like, oh, this looks pretty cool. Yeah, there was a great video that they put out, um, and I shared it, and you guys got onto me because you couldn't see it, and so I had to go in and find it again and reshare. Oh yeah. yeah. That was like a, a like behind a the scenes, like getting ready for the game mm-hmm. and then the game hype video that was very cool. Uh, share that stuff out because the more people that know about it, and they've got a couple of ticket deals right now. They had one mm-hmm. that was specific to the watch party. Right. I think that's done. But I think you can buy family tickets yeah. for the remaining three games at a really good deal. Yeah, they're putting deals out um, there. And you get a t-shirt or a hat or something mm-hmm. like that. They're throwing that in there. I don't know if they're doing that to pass the watch party or not. And I don't know if they sold any tickets to the watch party. It I, think like, I think they did. Did they? Yeah. I think um, also Adrian, a shout out to Adrian. He was the one who was doing taking pictures and doing videos. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's the guy you forgot last week. We forgot last week. I remember I talked to him and I remember his name. Yeah, Adrian. Adrian. We forgot his name. And I didn't. When Leo walked. Yes, you did. None of us remember. We could not remember. I remember now. You do now, but you didn't before. (laughs) That's what we're talking about. I won't um, forget it now. Leo tells me when he walked into Brick House, (laughs) Adrian was like, I listen to you guys at the game. Oh, was it at the game? Yeah, at the game. It was like, I listen to you guys. My name's Adrian. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but 
which I, I thought that was great that he called me out on that. And I was, I was grateful. And I was like, I won't forget your name anymore. And he goes, just, just remember Rocky. I was like, Oh yeah. Yo, Adrian. Adrian. Mm. There you go. Uh, share, share, share. Carrie yep. White says, absolutely. You got to share this stuff out there. Get it out there. Um, to your friends, to your family, on your wall, in your Instagram, on your Twitter, like LinkedIn, uh-huh. whatever you're using, MySpace, get it out there. MySpace. Like, like even to, I think today or yesterday on my LinkedIn. Facebook, on my <laughs> Facebook page, I like tagged like 17 of my friends and family members. You know, just put it out there because it's going to pop up on their feed. Uh, yeah. I mean, we that's that's the number one thing you can do is tell people about the gunslinger. For sure. Like, that's how we're going to fill up the dome. And uh, this home field advantage that Leo is so sure that we have, mm-hmm. that is a direct way that you can affect the game is make that home, home field advantage a real thing. Um, because yeah. it is uncomfortable to play in front of a hostile crowd. Turn off the AC in their locker room. Ooh. You could do that. We could do that. Thing is, we're owned by an entity that can fix air conditioners pretty quickly. So. That is true. We would have no excuse for not having it fixed. <laughs> sure we can. That's yeah, all right. <laughs> They're out there busy fixing air conditioners. Right. They're out there doing <laughs> their job. Yeah. John Wayne Service Company. They Carolina, got lots of work. Awesome Carolina job. Cobras. They got lots of work. They can't uh, they can't just push everything aside to come work on something at seventy year old it's a seventy year old building. These things happen. Anything can happen. Sometimes air conditioners in the visiting locker room don't work. Snakes, snakes like to be in the sun. And speaking of air conditioning <laughs> and heat, I mentioned to Jordan that we should do a community outreach uh, project together. So we're working on doing a fans by fans where the fans um, uh, bring in a box fan. Yeah. And then we donate it to the Catholic Charities. And then they pay, pass out the fans to people who need fans. And right now, it's like we talked about the heat. It's 107 degrees. So if can you imagine being in a house with no air conditioner? Yes. And you de- desperately need a fan. So when we do it, we may do it this game. I'm not sure, but not this game, whatever the next home game. And so we're going to help out the community, and we're going to be collecting fans. There you go. So. Gunslingers giving back. That's right. Um, love to and see that kind guns, of stuff. And, and smoking guns podcast. Sure. We're working together. Yeah, collaboration. Um, we've held fan drives before. Yes, we have. Yep. Um, we got some fans to folks that need them. And I, I mean, I laugh, you know, yes, I can't imagine being in a house with no air conditioning. Um, I don't like it. I've been there before and it's not, it's not fun. Mm -hmm. Um, I can't imagine not, I mean, I had fans. The times that I haven't had air conditioning, I had fans, um, at least something because I can't imagine being in a home without anything mm-hmm. uh, to yeah. cool down the inside. So new. No. Uh, and with the price of gas, sometimes you have to make a judgment. Do I keep the air on or do I pay for gas? Do I get need gas to go to work? So I can work from home. <laughs> Lucky you. Lucky you. With the AC on. <laughs> no, I realize uh, not everybody can do that, but man, um, gas is, gas is ridiculous. Everything's ridiculous. right mm-hmm. now. Cost mm-hmm. of everything. is ridiculous. Bacon's high too. Really? Yeah. I paid nine dollars for pepper bacon. I did have somebody yeah. to tell me tell me today that uh, a restaurant I was at today told me that their eggs, their price for eggs doubled. Yeah, and they're in a rural area where I'm like, can't you just expensive. go get eggs from somebody else around? My brother has chickens, so I can get, always get eggs, fresh eggs from right. Him. Sell me a Kylie Rashad jersey before the 
prices of gas get too much higher. Right. <laughs> I need a number five Cali Rashad jersey in three. 3X? 3X in blue. In blue. And then um, who was it that won the game? I took one to the The practice. Gunslingers. Yes, the won Gunslingers the won the game. No, I meant the game that I played on the Facebook page where I took I pictures know. Of the of the players' um, shoes. Oh, the shoes. And then you were supposed to name who it was. I think it was was it Trey or Troy? Man, I needed some hints. Cro- like, but I gave all the names. You just no, had, you just gave had, the names, but I need hints, man. Oh, there's one that never ties the shoes, even I during the games. I can't look down at a guy's shoes and be like, oh, I don't, I don't know how you play football with collar untied shot. shoes. That's crazy. Although that being said, I do wear some pretty distinctive shoes lately. So You're, you had some really cool shoes like two games ago. Texas Flex shoes. I'm Texas wearing them right now. Flag oh, yeah. Shoes, yeah. Very nice. Wearing them right now. Uh, they are very cool. So, Gunslingers are going to win. Win on Saturday. We're mm-hmm. all in agreement? Yes. Carolina Cobras coming to town. Come to Texas, getting their heads cut off. That's okay. what's happening. Oh, my gosh. And then right behind that, the Empire coming in, and and, and uh, they're getting – what are you uh, going to do to the Empire? I mean, the Empire is getting overthrown, just like they did the last time. Get some I, I, Imperial I, Trooper helmets on stakes. I hope the Empire does not strike back. They won't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I see what you I, did there. I got to tell you. I, I, I hope the Empire We saw that. We got that. Uh, so lots of fun coming up. Still a lot of the season left to play. Five games is a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot of stuff I'm can glad. happen. I'm glad. I'm excited. A lot of that. action left. Uh, a lot of action left. And I, I really do feel like the Gunslingers are... Um, Going uphill. They are. They, they are getting better. Mm-hmm. And that's not true of every team in the league right now. Mm-hmm. Like there are other teams that are not getting better. Breaking news right now. Yeah. Oh, Lord. First 500 people that show up to Saturday's game. Free noisemakers. <gasps> what? Oh, that's right up My RC's alley. alley. Yeah. yeah. So I'm wondering, are they like the? Are we doing like the thunder sticks? Like, what do you mean noisemakers? I'm very, I'm very interested in what kind of noise. I want the two. I'm gonna be hearing at home. Two, someone, was it Greg that said the two barrel was too big? I oh, like we gotta it. have this discussion because Greg Nelson's. Uh, Greg's wrong. Uh, like so the, while we wait for a con- for an answer on Jordan. Uh, he's going to let us know what kind of noisemakers we're talking about. I'm hoping in there the inflatable thunder sticks. Those would be so cool. Um, but if they're not that, uh, clackers or something like that. Um, we've been having a discussion. I think we've even had it on the show of is it the one finger gun Mm-mm. or the two finger? Two finger. Uh, double barrel gun. Double barrel. Um, yeah. And I just got to say. It's got to be two fingers. I say two fingers. Yeah. Because the bigger the better. The single finger gun finger guy Ooh. is not a guy I ever want to be. Mm-mm. I don't want to be that guy, that 1980s, hey, how you doing? I like, don't. I don't want to be Car that guy. Car salesman guy. Right. Yeah. It's, it's a double barrel kind of thing. Uh, guns Come on, up. Greg. Get on board. Um, well, he said it bore a resemblance to something else. I'm not going to get into yeah, that. Yeah, no, the we're show. not talking about what it's a, what, what but, he thinks it looks like. But, but it's I not. will it's say, I will say to kind of do away with that and go more with how this all originated is when you throw the guns up, you cross them like just like the logo up under your chin. Yeah, and we oh, we, we guns we, up well, should guns be up. up is like that. Yeah, it should be up in the so air, up like this or crossed in front because that's like the logo. But we have touched we a nerve. The one oh up. no, whose nerve do we? We've touched. Touched a nerve a in a good different. way. Ronaldo says the players are doing too. 
That's right. That's hey, important. That's what the important. players are doing is important. There you go. Jordan Steuming says two fingers all day, and he's the guy. Like, he's the one that's that knows. That's the guy. He knows. Like, if the players and Jordan Steuming say it's two, it's two, Greg. I'm sorry. Go I know that chill. you're – you're a lifelong Gunslingers fan. You've been a Gunslingers fan from the day they were uh, they played their first game, and I get all that. But overruled. You're overruled, man. Two fingers. That's Sorry, the way buddy. we're doing it. We still love you. Hey, you want to be Carl Salesman guy with one finger? We're gonna make fun of you, but you can do it. Like but do why whatever would you, you want, want to. Do. Well, he is a doctor. Well, we do so love he you. He is a doctor. One finger could be the doctor too. <laughs> now we're starting to get into that area I'm we weren't going to talk not, about. I'm, hey, hey. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, no, it's gone way, not a, not a good direction. So we're excited about, I'm, I'm kind of bummed that I have to miss the game. Like, it's for a good reason, and I got a lot of good stuff uh, happening for me and my family around that. But it is kind of a bummer that I'm going to miss this game. This is a big game. Yeah, it is a uh, huge game. And the fact that I won't be able to stand there in my spot down in the I know you love that end spot. zone area uh, right in front of the trucks. Uh, Hector Garcia. Hey, Hector. What's going on, dude? He said I know Texas that, Tech is one finger. Yeah, he does the Texas Tech is one finger, and he's right. So Two let's fingers. be different. Let's be better than Texas Tech. It's not hard, but we can be. We can be better than Texas Tech. We can go, go bigger. Uh, I am. I'm, I'm kind of bummed that I have to miss this game in We're going to miss you. Um, not be in my spot down there. It's going to be weird. I'll go down there, check it to out. To just watch the game on like a screen, knowing that I should be standing right there. But Maybe we get Jordan and put your picture up on the Jumbotron so you're there in spirit. <laughs> Are we going to be on the Jumbotron again? <laughs> just that get was I, cool. I, I that was know. cool. Just get a, uh, a cardboard cutout of me. The, oh, and, and, put and it just on stand the, it the there in the sideline. Yeah. Yeah. This sounds like a great idea. So we to can, who? <laughs> yeah, we can play like one of those games. Throw the football, whoever knocks the head yeah, off. Yeah, that's a good one. You win. That's hey, a good speaking game. of which, the prize. there were some really cool games. The bowling ball one, one the, I like. The, the, my favorite one, they had inflatable bowling pins that they set up, and then they took a kid about five yards back, and he had to use a football and roll or throw it and knock down all of the pins. Mm-hmm. And this is cool because a football, I don't know if you people know that that, that aren't in the business like we are, but a football does not roll very well. And so uh, that would be that, – that is an interesting game. If you could get your hands on six um, inflatable um, weighted bowling pins, that was a cool game. They didn't, I like the balloon and the cups. You had to blow up the balloon and take the air and try to push the cup It's actually off the a minute-to-win-it game that I used to use in youth all the time. You, you line did? up – yeah, you line up six or eight cups, depending on how you do it, and you give both people a balloon – and they have to knock the cups off the table without touching them. Mm-hmm. And so what they do is they blow up the balloon, and then they use the air in the balloon to blow right. the cups off the end. Um, and it becomes a race thing. Um, yeah, there were some really good uh, the ideas. The tic-tac-toe one was good. Um, I've done that one as a youth game before, too. <laughs> That's pretty good, too, uh, mm-hmm. where you, you line up uh, 5, 10 yards, whatever, and you can run and drop yours and go back and get another one, and the other person's doing the same. And you try to win. There's some great ideas out there. I thought Orlando did a great job. And we were able to see them on the screen. Um, We had some good ones. I think we can get some more good ones into the rotation. um, And hopefully get some people to sponsor those, you know. Get Whataburger to sponsor throwing the fries into the – you get long pool noodles and they're throwing fries into a fry container. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, They do it at at missions games, I think. uh, I'm not happy with Whataburger right now. Oh. What? 
I'm not happy with Whataburger. How can you not be happy with Whataburger? It's because they did away with the jalapeno cheddar biscuit, okay? My favorite thing <laughs> ever for breakfast. You oh. mentioned this before, actually. Yes. <laughs> and I am still mad at them. Okay. Write I'm a letter. Done. They brought back I the thought you had gotten yeah. over oh, that I by did. now. No. The taco pizza at um, it's my favorite breakfast. Taco Bell? My, my wife loved, they did coffee shakes for like, a, you know, one of those, we're going to do a, a limited run of, of something. Coffee latte. Um, they did a coffee shake at Whataburger mm. and they took it away and then they brought out the Dr. Pepper shake mm. and they just keep bringing back the Dr. Pepper shake. And my wife oh. was like, I want the coffee shake. <laughs> Where's the coffee shake? The Dr. Pepper so, shake isn't that good. It's not. Really. And I like Dr. Pepper. But yeah, I'm a Dr. Pepper fan. It's not that good. Uh, so the game is what time? Seven. Seven what day? Saturday. Saturday. Where at? Freeman. Our house. Tailgate at five, but God, don't bring the grill. It's too hot for the grill. Uh, yeah, and there's not a really enough time. Two hours no. is not really enough time to throw something on the grill. and. No, and it's not. Grill and eat no, and still clean not, everything yeah. up and get it inside. If we can get a roster, I'll even pass out rosters at the tailgate. If someone can create them. Uh, you know, I, I did get a message with a roster on it for this last game. Uh, texted to yeah, me. Just send us a message with ownership. a roster. That'd be nice. Mm -hmm. Since we do a show and like have to talk about people. so <laughs> And the numbers would, keep changing? Nice. Uh, they do. And I understand. I mean, you... you Everything is in flux. Okay. Players are moving around. So Saturday, 7 o'clock, uh, 5 o'clock if you want some jello shots from right. RC. Uh, there at Freeman Coliseum, parking is 20 Yeah. Sounds right. Yeah, 20 bucks. Parking is 20 Card only. Yeah, make sure you bring a card, man. They don't, they don't do cash. Um, come enjoy some Gunslingers football. Come bring a friend with you. Enjoy bring, the cheerleaders. Bring a whole bring bunch of multiple friends. friends. Yeah. Uh, Carrie White said they're bringing eight people. Awesome. awesome. If everybody would bring eight people, you'd pack. Our we'd house. have more people. Yeah. That's just mathematically. That's Times true. Eight. Yeah. You're a smart guy, there, Philip. <laughs> if everybody would bring more people, we'd have more people at the game. Wow. It's a fact. It's absolutely a fact. Well, when it comes. To, is that all we got? That's all we no, got. That's all. I think that's all we got. Yeah, well, when yeah, it comes to tonight. football in the arena, in the National Arena League, we have a message for all those, uh, the predators uh, praying down there in Orlando. You are one ugly. I'll stop there. <laughs> we have a message for the sharks swimming around off the coast of Jacksonville. Come to Texas. We have a message for the Columbus Lions in their jungles in Columbus, Georgia. <laughs> That's it's funny when you say that. The the we've got a message for the Empire. I living up there in Albany, um, trying to strike back, hoping to strike back. But but Not this week, this week specifically, we've got a message for the Cobras in Carolina. And that message is when it comes to football in the arena, the 210 has got something to say. Bang, bang. <laughs>